0: Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to Priority Roll. This episode is our final part of the Brotherhood Team Event Coverage miniseries. We are on Wednesday the 15th of January, mere days away from the event itself, and today I'm joined... Uh, not by one, but by two members of Crouching Mark and Hidden Dragon. So, Mark and Alex, welcome. Thanks Hello. How are you both?
1: Very well, thank you. Good. Yeah, stuff. very well myself.
0: So, uh, we wanted to get uh, well Mark on as the captain, and Mark needed a bit of moral support, and I invited Alex on as well. Um, so, we've uh, we've got you both on to talk about about the upcoming uh, event. So, Mark, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, yourself and the team, and explain what, who or what Crouching Mark, Hidden Dragon is? Is it a sort well, of is it an, an ego trip naming the team after yourself? <laughs> or is it uh, something that someone else has named for you? Uh,
1: no, this wasn't my idea. i have that out there, first of all. Um, but uh, we were going to go as Team Wales because um, most of us are from Team Wales. Uh, but we noticed that no one else was really doing that. None of the other national teams were going. Also, then we had someone drop out and we had Speckles come in. And Speckles isn't an official member of Team Wales. So we thought we'd go for some another option. And what, like one of the... So, Alex found a picture of me uh, on social media with me looking a bit socially awkward, and that just sort of seemed to like Spawn or they just stick it to memes so all the team names that were suggested were about me anyway and that was my favourite I kind of because it's you know crouching tiger hidden
0: dragon I, I like to think it was because you're like the tiger daddy or the the tiger mum of the team you know you're trying to like forcing people to be like really really high competitive gamers when they just want to like go and have fun
2: no it's because I have a stupid looking face oh no yeah, fair enough
1: fair enough <laughs> I
2: mean everything you said is also true
1: he's definitely the mum of the group <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> no you won't go to a narrative event you are going to play three competitive games now
1: I think you're referring to Andy there, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it's,
2: it's amazing. I mean, I don't know if you've met Owen before or not, but he's definitely the dad of the group and the and oh, dynamic yeah. between the two of them. I mean, you've, you've basically got Mark and Owen as the mum and dad and then Andy and I as the naughty children. It's 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 great. It's great fun. <laughs>
0: Excellent. So, Mark, do you want to run us through the kind of the ethos behind the team and your approach to list writing and design?
1: Sure. Um, so, we're the four of us, um, as in me, Owen. Alex and Andy we we've played together as Team Wales for a while now Um, this this is sort of what I consider to be at the moment anyway there's going to be more added to this sort of the nucleus of Team Wales like we, I've been um, sort of accidentally thrown into the role as captain of Team Wales for the last three Six Nations, and I've been—I don't know if you know the history of it at all—but um, I've had real, real problems uh, recruiting uh, for the first two years. And it's only recently when I sort of um, found Alex, who lives in Newport, and um, uh, some people from London who were born in Wales that so I've managed to actually get, yeah, 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 yeah. or maybe once uh, went to Wales. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah. On that note, full disclo- uh, full disclaimer it turns out to play for a national country you need to either be born there uh, live there which is me or have one of your parents born, born there or one of your grandparents born there so as soon as i found out that information when people started asking me i was just like well no you can't just play for team Wales." but if any of these things are true you can so um this has managed to so i've managed to get a fair few people in that way um i'm really hoping in the future as well um that will get more people recruited directly out of um, Firestorm Games in Cardiff. Because when AOS first came out, there's a pretty negative reception to it. And it's only just starting to turn around. So I think... I say this every year. I think the dark days are over, and we'll have loads of people trying to come in soon.
0: And so, so how did you corral the members of Crouching Mark, Hidden Dragon, and how did you kind of work out what lists you're all going to be taking?
1: Okay, so uh, what we did first of all is, well, we had the, the as I call it, the nucleus. We also had a Simon Weekly, who's want, wanted to play for us a while. And when we had someone else pull out, uh, we just all thought of Speckles because he's lovely. And
0: uh, was it was it mandatory that the the substitute, the kind of replacement people were? were called Simon was that a kind of a rule yeah, you made yeah, as a team yeah that,
1: that, that's that's something we do as a team uh yeah Simon or Speckles so that that worked out well cuz we found two two Simons um, yeah yeah um list list wise we sort of tried to read the runes a little bit on what everyone was going to be bringing and i think largely we got that right there were a few surprises in there like uh, I listened to Darren's episode. And he pointed out there are a lot of Pterodons in there. I don't think we saw that coming, but we saw the Petrophics coming. We saw the Daughters of Cain coming. And a lot of. Uh, I think we've got a lot of c- good counters to what we're seeing.
0: So do you think you've got an answer for, for every question out there?
1: Um, there's one there's one type of this, which I'm not going to mention, <laughs> which I, I think we there might be a little chink in armour, But on the whole, um, I think a lot of people have... Uh, sort of missed out on the shooting list quite frankly i don't know if you agree alex
2: yeah i think when we were when we were having a look at it um you know monsters are, are always a big thing they've been a big thing since FEC. Um, obviously you've got FEC. skaven came out they they really sort of brought forward the four monster lists outside of what Ben Johnson would just run with three Star Drake sort of thing. Um, you know, you've seen it with Silesh recently with multiple Keepers, there's the Cornless knocking around as well. So a lot of these big monsters that are high in points, but actually when you compare them wounds to points, they're not that good. So when you can put a shooting list together and take off a couple of these key pieces, all of a sudden that Nagash is, you know, nearly half the army. Archeon now is nearly half the army. Ilario is a big chunk of an army. Whilst obviously no one was expecting Ilario's maybe one or two, but the, the, the premise of, of shooting or having some element of shooting um, is really useful. And especially in teams where you can sort of skew the list that way. One of the things that I think we focused on quite a lot was, um, you know, I know that some teams have focused, right? Well, we need a team role. We need some blockers. We need a list to go down first. One of the things that, you know, we discussed it. I, I, I've been running a Phoenician list in singles, which has got sixty Phoenix Guard and, and two Phoenixes. That's great fun, and would be an amazing blocker because it can almost match into anything. Really, we had a conversation. We said, "Well, why don't we all build lists that could be a go? Uh, you know, a put down first, and then, and then we don't need a blocker. We can then just have six really strong lists that all complement each other, um, and and build it from there." I mean, if you if you look at the lineup as well, I think we've got a few lists in there that do a similar job just in a different way so it gives us that flexibility into the matchups and the pairings whereby if we say oh we need a shooting army but we need it to have you know some aggression to it as well I think there's four key key points really range uh, to actually pick something off with shooting Aggression, just sheer number of bodies, and and also then uh, a magic presence, and I think across those four, all of our lists do two of them strongly, with with quite a few of them doing three, uh, three of those quite well. Um, so yeah, excellent.
0: And, and Mark, just building on something you mentioned earlier about uh, the chink in your armor. Now I'm not asking ask you to to, to ex- explain to all the other teams what that chink is, but um, It speckles. It's speckles. <laughs> but the <laughs> so the the army chink out there in another team is that something that you intended on doing or is that something you didn't see coming and
1: now that you've seen the list you've realized exists no it was it was kind you you can't prepare for everything and we thought this one particular list we thought we'll see it but if it's only the one kind of it's a very specific kind of list and we'll see it but it's not the end of the world it's what it,
2: it kind of links back to what darren was saying on his podcast is that you know You don't need to be able to beat every list. Um, You know, there can be one type of list that you're weak against because you only have to put one person down as the busboy to it or you only have to pair one person into it. And I think, again, when we go back to the sort of the list that we have got, we've got utility across a couple of them. So that if we have to if we have to put two down and they choose one of those two, we then can't get what that list does from another one of our lists. You know the, the 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 responsibilities from what we need from a list is in two, at least two or three of them within our lineup.
0: So there's kind of overlapping fields of fire, as it were. You've kind of got a a, a good amount of redundancy built in your lists.
2: Yeah, exactly. In exactly. terms of in yeah. terms of
0: um, ability and role, rather than kind of you know taking purely. Three defensive lists. You've got a list that is defensive and does magic well, and then you've got a list that does defensive and shooting well, and then you've got a list that does magic and something else well. That kind of thing.
2: Exactly right. Yeah. So you know, assist with that pairing process because you can you can you can write it down and hope for best case scenario. But I think both teams know that it's not going to go either team's way. The pairing, it just happens how it happens, and you have to then lump it and play the games.
0: It's interesting, really, because you don't have any control really over the pairings, you know, you know apart from winning your games and getting paired paired up towards a stronger opponent. Uh, but In singles, you don't really have any control over the pairings process. So you could theoretically just take six incredibly strong singles lists and just say, all right, let's give it a go.
2: Yeah, so I think that's one of the things as well is that we we did consider that. I think a lot of the lists that we talked about initially and and where a lot of these lists started was actually from singles lists. Um, And then you go, right, well, the fact that we don't have to have X lists... Uh, beat everything we can skew it slightly so my list in particular I wouldn't play that in a singles I I mean I could take it but I I wouldn't be confident that I'd be able to be able to have five favorable matchups because it does have uh, a weakness you know Um, I think other lists in other teams are are good examples as well I mean Laurie's hunter list I think he's even openly said he would never take that to a singles event yeah he's bringing it to teams because it it does a job it does a job well but you can't then take it to a singles event because you don't know what you can be matched up into at least with teams you can you can limit that somewhat
0: yeah no it makes absolute sense so mark as captain what's your what's your team aim for the weekend
2: we do want to do well i don't want to
1: say yeah we're going to win but you know we want to do as well as we can where's your
0: fighting spirit
1: oh it's somewhere it's with andy (laughs) um now like we've been Playing as a team for quite a while now. Well, I say quite a while; it's been like a year and a bit, and we we sort of gel quite well with each other. So we're kind of getting to the stage now where I'm thinking there's no more excuses left. Really, we've got some really strong list. I think we've read the method quite well. There isn't really anything holding us back anymore. Like we should do well here, but if we don't, it's pecklesville.
0: <laughs> and what about you? What about on a personal level? You've got any personal goals for the weekend?
1: I guess get over the line. Like honestly, or uh, organizing. Um, being a team captain in one of these things, it's a bit of a, will wouldn't say a thankless task, because people do say thank you, but it is, uh, it's is—it's incredibly stressful just getting everyone over the line. So as long as I don't make any stupid mistakes as captain, I'll be pretty happy, quite frankly. So that's my aim. Excellent. And what about yourself, Alex?
2: I think it, it sort of harkens back to what a couple other people have said. Is it, it, you know, it's, it's a strong field out there. Um, and, and to reference Darren again, you know, leave your ego at the door. It's, it's, it's a case of, you know, get to the, get to the, uh, event have a bit of fun. If you get put into a, a bust matchup, then fine, just play it out. But you know, there's 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 a good group of people going uh, across a number of teams. You're going to be playing a few of them over the weekend. There's obviously the socials out in Cardiff, which, being a hometown for Mark and I, is is pretty good. And um, and yeah, it's it's really just have have a bit of fun, really, and uh, go with go with a competitive spirit, but be able to do it in a in a fun manner, and and that everyone can enjoy themselves.
0: So let's assume you are taking first place. We're going to get Mark all G'd up with a bit of fighting spirit, and he's going to be like, "Yeah, it's going to smash this," and you're you're dominating the podium at the end, right? Who are your? you know main challenges. Who, who are you most worried about about uh, preventing you from getting to that podium
2: i think there's a few strong lists out uh, strong teams out there um you know there there is not a single team without a couple strong lists in them which is good to see um it's been referenced it's a shark tank it, it definitely is um i mean you can look at the team list and, and you can almost go down the top five or six of them and say that they're all strong teams um i don't want to feed Laurie's ego too much but team keen are obviously there uh there's the there's the dice studs which is face hammer plus plus the Marauders, but then you've got people like i'll tell you later darren watson the my hills um you know you've got you've got super mega bros you you can never discount people like paul buckler paul will take the the craziest lists ever and still manage to to at least have a positive weekend uh results wise so you know there's there's all these players in there and 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 um uh, you know across all these other teams that you know do well as players so i think i think there's five or six key teams in there that will do well and are expected to win. Um, there's teams that are expected to upset. I mean, you've got the Fact and Fiction boys as well in there. So, you know, you've got people from all over. I think if you're going to highlight two, you do kind of have to say Team Keen, Dice Studs are the are the two standout favourites. But everyone else isn't, isn't far behind. Um as I say, there's, there's plenty of chances for people to upset and, and it could be the fact that, that those two pair into each other one round, one of them knocks the other one down and then the round after that, they then got get knocked down themselves and then all of a sudden the two people that everyone have pegged as, as the, the favourites um, are, uh, are all of a sudden one step behind everyone else
1: imagine the pressure that's on those two teams because everyone's set them so far <laughs> imagine like the first time they drop five ten points everyone's just going to be like Whoa! yeah it's pretty
0: pretty intense um since recording uh the previous episodes actually we've uh we've had the match-up process uh done on on live streaming on twitter by chris haven't we yes
2: yeah, yeah we
1: have
0: is. so who have you got lined up first
1: uh we have got legio nine i think they're called and how do we feel about this we're okay with this matchup.
2: yeah, it, it could it could have gone worse, definitely. Um, the The thing is you can't discount any of the teams going. As I said, the, no team doesn't have a good set of lists there. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be a, a good a good fun matchup. Um, can't say either way. you you don't want to be the team to say that you're confident going into it and then end up losing. Um, but I think I think both teams match up well into each other. I'll play the conservative route.
0: Excellent. So before we go into your own team's lists, have you got any lists out there uh, that you like the look of, that you kind of caught your eye, that you'd really like to avoid or that you'd really like to play, that kind of thing?
2: Um, I think Adam's list, Adam Kunis's list is interesting. Um, As as a classic mixed order player myself, uh, Adam and I, uh, talked at length about sort of mixed order lists, and I think his list brings mixed orders into cities. There's there's Will Philpott, who's an absolute legend, playing mixed order. It's the same sort of similar list that he's been running for a while. Can't commend him more for that. Byron's taking an absolute off the wall mixed order list, and, and and both of those gents get my get my praise for doing it. Um,
1: I, s- I still don't know what Byron's list does. You have explained it to me. <laughs>
2: That's that's the that's the great feature of mixed order is that everyone looks at it and goes, What the hell am I playing into? But it, it, it does it does magic, it does wonders, it runs around the board and, and you're never gonna you're never gonna know what it does until until it gets you. And I think that's what Adam's list has really encapsulated very well into cities. Um he's obviously got Living City in there, so he's got a lot of teleport shenanigans. Um his models look absolutely amazing. I don't know if you've seen his, his conversions on Twitter, but every model has got a conversion in there um you know just the, the army as a whole has got a really really nice feel in the way it plays i won't give out the secrets because i do i do know sort of roughly how it how it's going to work and things but you know you you aren't going to see another list like that from any other book because you have to sort of the way he's written that list he's he's come to cities with a mixed order point of view about the fact of right well i'll just take the most random set of units and try and get one rule from here over here to sort of synergize together and really sort of compound and, and build on each other um so yeah i mean there's there's as I said, the two mixed order lists that I pegged anyway. But if you really want to have a look at a really interesting living city list, then then Adam Adams has got a really really nice uh, nice mix of units in there.
0: I feel like we should um, maybe record like a two hour critical breakdown. Uh, of adam's list and like telling everyone how well it does and, and how it does it and how to beat it and then start a patreon and be like right yeah click behind the paywall and then you can get access to it that's the the cunning plan right
2: a quote-unquote mixed order relief fund is that what it is <laughs> all, all these people who've been murdered by a horrendous mixed order list and <laughs> exactly and aren't happy about it. exactly no i have <laughs>
0: <laughs> right alex you're gonna run me through your list are you yes
2: yes yeah. so um essentially um it it, it sort of stems from uh, a list that I took to Six Nations last year and and um, shamelessly took inspiration from one of Jack Armstrong's lists that he took from team events in previous years um, it relies around a central brick of Arcanauts. so um, very quickly running through the list it's basically got two generals on Griffin uh, Hurricaneum with the Mage on top an Aether Chemist and the Knight of Xeros uh, two units of Free Guild Guard, uh, 40 Arcanaut Company and five units of Heartrenders which previously would have been prosecutors because uh, in, in Mixed Order in Tempestar you wouldn't have been able to take the Heartrenders in there um because it firestorm uh book previously so you had to sort of take uh, set set factions um... Essentially, the list plays around that brick of forty Arconauts. um The the war scroll's been changed now, so this is this is literally the the, the dying breath of the list. Um,
1: Farewell tour.
2: Well, it, it definitely is because it's got twelve skyhooks in there, which you could only take four now. So really, twenty four inch range, basic profile of fours and threes minus two d three damage isn't isn't setting the world on fire. But then the list itself is all built around that. So you've got you know you've got screens in there. You've got a couple of big chunky uh, chunky monsters. You've got buffs to hit and wound. You've got Ways to re-roll ones to hit, um, and and obviously the chemist, being the old chemist, can double the double the amount of shots. So you've got twenty-four shots from those skyhooks a turn. So it's it looking at the list, and again, it's it's coming almost from a mixed order perspective of the fact that it doesn't look like it does much. But once you see how it plays, and I'll try and not give away all the secrets of it. But once you see how it plays and and how how it works, especially in the new tempest I rules, um, it's it's surprisingly destructive. Uh, I, I'll say. Um Mark played against it sort of last week and uh, yeah, it's it, it you stayed in there for a while, but then once once that list gets on top of you, that's that's it done. Um, yep. I played
1: made Cry.
2: Unfortunately, I, 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 uh, Six Nations last year, I got put into a few bus matchups. So I got put into Silver which with the woods would, would normally block line of sight. And as I say, the list got on top of him and I tabled him by turn two. Uh, second game, when was you say, Be- when you
0: say list got on top of him, what, what are you talking about? You, is it just kind of a critical mass of wounds to kind of to t- tipping point and they just don't have enough to take out that blob of 40 or is there something else you do?
2: It's the fact that it's, it's shooting. So you're dealing damage without taking anything back. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the real key strength is that, you know, you might, let's say you put a unit of 30 witch elves into a into feck Dragon. Yeah, you're going to kill the dragon, but it's going to pile in twice when it dies and take a big chunk out of that unit. Whereas I could shoot the feck Dragon and not lose a single Arcanaut. Um, that's, that's the difference is that once once that list has done some damage, all of a sudden there's no trade-off because it's shooting. And obviously you're going to have less, you know, it's a lower quality attack being shooting over melee but it's the fact that if you can if you can position right and and mitigate any aggression that your opponent can throw at you you can really you know uh, it, it's it's a it's a hammer and anvil style without an anvil as it were you you, you sort of play the game of just playing them around and try and hit them where it hurts, so that when it's then their turn, they're slightly weaker and slightly weaker and slightly weaker, and as I say once it gets on top of you, by turn 3 I've probably still got all 12 of those Skyhooks out there whereas I've taken out a couple key few uh, key pieces, maybe a, a big hero or, or a decent sized unit or something like that so that's when then the list gets on top of you, um, and if you Playing into it, if you lose a big unit, you know, if you lose 30 Zangor or or a unit of 20 Mortec to the shooting one round, you then have nothing the next turn to replace that. Um, so yeah, so that's that's really the the, the style of it. Um, and there's lots of things in the list. It's 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 nothing new. Um, the new cities book has helped it a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, it's good good fun really. It's it's a challenge. It's a challenge for you as the player playing it, and it's a challenge for your opponent. It's not one of these. It's not a dropship of the old Ziflin that uh, ko had where you drop down shoot and if i kill you great i win if i don't then you charge me and you win it is it is quite balanced in how it plays uh, there's a lot of ebbs and flows to the turn priority and, and and what damage is dealt where to which units because you really don't have a great amount of shots to split so it's, it's very focused in what it does um and and you know that's that's what it does really it, it does a job very well
0: and how do you find target priority when you've got uh when you've got a lot of shooting Having just come out of a, a 40k tournament this weekend, uh, target priority was something that I I'd not struggled with per se, but you've got an, only a select amount of shots and putting them in the right place is sometimes the difference between, you know, winning or losing and it's not something i did particularly well over the weekend so how do you find target priority with the shooting list
2: it's practice if i'm honest with you uh practice with different kinds of lists i mean i've had a couple of good mentors over the past sort of 12 months in in people like chris myhill byron darren uh, adam kunis you know when when we discuss in all these sorts of mixed order style lists that i was playing before with sort of four people repeat, repeater bolt throwers or arkenauts as battle line it, it really is target priority uh, one of the things that chris always said to me before he said oh the 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 Celestant on dracoff is, is one of the best units in mixed order. If you give him the Ethereal Amulet, because he's, he's a three-up save, re-rolling ones, an Ethereal, and he actually does a lot of damage for his points, the only thing that lets him down is the Mortal Wounds. So once you've got rid of anything that can do Mortal Wounds to him, he can then go out and tie up an entire unit, bouncing Mortal Wounds back to it every time he makes a, a save on the one. So it's really about assessing what your list needs to take out before you can then overextend and and swamp the board it's it's not a list that plays for sort of turn one or two it's it's, it is a full five turn um list and and the target priority is it, it just does come down to practice um as I say, with, with playing sort of lists with four repeat, repeater bolt throwers or three before they did take it out of the general's handbook. Um, it really is about taking out your opponent's key pieces that can stop you. And then, as I say, it just gets on top. And, and once you've got rid of the bits that can stop you, um, that's then when the, the game is, is is near enough decided. Um, and it just comes, as I say, practice, knowing other people's armies, knowing how they work, knowing which key pieces to take out um, and and. And that almost comes all the way back to your list building. Is that you need to be able to li- build a list that can take out those pieces in time and, and efficiently?
0: Excellent. And what about another list within your team? Do you want to go through another one in a bit a bit more detail?
2: Yeah, more than more than happy to sort of skim over one of them. Um, so Speckles, as as everyone knows. Uh, has loved his feck ever since it came out he's, he's run multiple sort of uh, lists and, and and different sort of variants I know one of them initially sort of had two dragons in it then I think he dropped to one very temporarily and then as soon as they brought in the fact that you could get them as battle line five dragons came out and I had the displeasure of having to play it and it is, it is really a mental fortitude of turning up to the table and him going right I've got five dragons what are you going to do um, that was something that you know when Speckles came in as a, as, a, as a late member you know all credit to him and I can't be more thankful for that uh but you know he said right well, how many dragons do you want me to take (laughs) that's really how the conversation went of what feck list do you want me to run um and i think where we've settled on four is a good balance um you've managed to get the extra arch region in there whereas you would all you know maybe not even have one you you can you can now fit into so it gives a little bit of a balance um again I, I won't be too unfair on him on taking away all his all his uh tricks and everything like that but yeah lists like that where where you know you take it as a singles of a two dragon effect list you take it to the extreme of having five but then actually you know you go or oh, well let's swap one out for two arch regions, and all of a sudden the list is the same animal it was but has got so much more potential i think one of the other things as well just looking across the team uh, I know other teams have said it where they've not had really many contention between Endless Spells and um, and Artifacts. I know at one point Simon and I were were debating who was going to take a bridge. Um, I was looking at a, a Greywater Fastness build uh, sort of filled with artillery inspired by by one that, that uh, had been sort of put on Honest Wargamer before about the fact that you just have four artillery pieces bridging around. Obviously he's got Fiends, so you'd love to have a bridge with them um and then in the end we both decided we didn't want it uh same with the ethereal amulet it was really it came down very late of who actually wants to take the ethereal amulet because we probably should have it in one of our six lists um so you know across across the team our list building has been quite plain sailing we've we've all mucked together where we won't decide on a list to put forward unless all six of us have agreed and analysed and gone, oh, what could you do with this? Could you add this in? Could you potentially change this or swap this out? We've all had input in everyone else's list, which I think is really good, especially for the fact that we've all got a, a broad spectrum of what we play, what we've played against, to be able to advise and say, you know, um, this is; these are the counters you need to have. Uh, OBR being a great example of the fact that it actually wasn't out that long before the list had to be submitted, and there weren't that many tournaments that they would have been legal at. I think maybe only one. So really, a couple of the players in the team who had played a lot of OBR, um, their input was invaluable uh, to the to the list that we were putting together.
0: Brilliant. So back to you, Mark, as captain, what's been the most challenging thing about prepping for the event?
1: um managing these teams is like herding cats like nerdy cats (laughs) so um over the years i've just got very very used to um people dropping out and it never really gets any easier about this like um i've had uh whilst doing six nations and other tournaments i've had two people pull out on the day um uh lots more people pull out just a day or two before not always their fault but it's extremely stressful when it happens. And I'm the sort of person that sort of takes pride in trying to organize these things. So I take it very personally when it happens. So um, this time around, uh, on top of everything else, I asked um, Alex, Owen, various other members of the team to sort of pitch in and help me out. And that has been an absolute godsend, like really, really has. It's made it so much so much better just to, you know, put the weight over a few more shoulders. So, you know, well, I've got you on the phone thank you alex oh, Owen's not here, but thank Owen as well <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's been a lot easier this time, to be honest and when when someone did pull out, it was not a problem this time when it has been in the past.
0: I think when you're in a position like you know captain of a team or, or any position of responsibility, it can sometimes be be quite easy to burden quite a lot of responsibility yourself uh, especially if you if you are a bit of a perfectionist and, and you know that you can do it right and there's a risk that if you give it to someone else to do that they might not necessarily do it the way you want to do it and so people can be quite protective over over responsibility uh, but I think it's important when you are in those positions to to share that responsibility because actually people always inspire you and impress you with with how they do things it might not necessarily be how you would have done it but it sometimes hell had a lot better and it's sometimes just as good but just in a different
2: way
1: yeah, uh, letting go, um, <laughs> letting go of all the control has been uh, an issue. But
2: I it's... think we've almost forced you to that anyway. We've uh, I, I, I took control of the spreadsheet very early on. Uh, made different tabs, different, <sighs> different different uh, tables for different things set up a discord server so organization from my end and then owens owens dive straight into the dice and, and shirts and things so uh, yeah
1: no it's, it's been useful as in like uh, other people touching my spreadsheets i don't like it not gonna lie but um it's been for the best so what are the, what are you most apprehensive about mark for the weekend as as I said earlier, when I say I just want to finish, that's just <laughs> that's just my my brain expecting something to go wrong. So I'm just waiting uh, like on Friday morning You're just I'm just waiting just for the curveball. Yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah, it hasn't I'm, happened I'm wait, I'm yet. And yeah exactly? I'm waiting for someone to call me. Well, actually, no, to be fair, there's been uh, a few near misses, let's say, on the <laughs> way, but I'm I'm uh, I'm waiting for someone to call no me. again. Yeah, no one's wife is like, you know,
0: 8.75 months pregnant or anything like that.
1: No. Unless someone's been keeping that from <laughs> me, I don't think that's the thing. But I, I think actually, uh, all of us are just really looking forward to it, and that's all I can ask for. Like where, um, whereas in the past, you can kind of, you can kind of sense these things coming a little bit. You know, people stop posting so much. They stop, uh, they stop seeming to have quite the enthusiasm that they did before. I've become, I've gotten like a sixth sense, sixth sense of when people are going to do this and i just don't have it this time because everyone's just really looking forward to it it's going to be a really good event it really is
0: yeah i'm really really looking forward to it so mark
1: what one piece of advice would you offer to everyone attending it just just have fun like um don't be sometimes in these team events it can bring sort of um bad behavior out of people because i'd like to think because they, they feel under pressure from their teammates you know they don't want to let them down whereas if you're if your captain is going to give you a hard time you know for for not winning a game he's not worth your time seriously it's it's just just have fun
0: and what about yourself alex any any words of wisdom to share with the rest of the players
2: words of wisdom uh i guess really it's been said before but just don't take it don't take it personally if you are bust uh i i i think the 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 thing for the team is is the greater good. Sometimes uh, I think, like at Six Nations last year, the bussing is completely unintentional and not for the greater good. Sometimes, but you just got to make the best of it. Really, um, there's there's never a time where you're out of the game because at the end of the day, th- there's things like the priority role name of the podcast, but things yeah. like the priority role that do um, do bring it back. You know, the the you, you don't know what could happen. It could be the fact that you're up against a super nigash in these. OBR lists, and he's coming right at you, and he fails to cast his 5-up Shrug, he fails to do any damage significantly with his spells, and you turn around and blast him off the board, and what seemed to be an absolutely lost game all of a sudden has gone from a 20-0 in their favour to, you know, you're back in it. Maybe maybe you could even 20-0 them back. You know, it's it, you never know what happens and, and ev- everyone is subject to the dice gods, unfortunately. So,
0: Well, lads, thank you very much for both joining us. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. And uh, before we move on to the final two questions, do you have any shout-outs? Well, Mark, I guess one of your shout-outs is if anyone is interested in, in playing for Team Wales to get in contact with
1: you, right? Absolutely. Um, especially if you're um, a Reliable. local to Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> also yeah, if you yeah, if you if you're even a little bit reliable, I'd love to speak to you.
0: So if you are a little bit reliable and a tiny little bit Welsh, then get in contact with Mark. And Mark, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, Twitter at Mia Mouse Mark. Mark with the Um but if you're a local to to like to to south wales basically so cardiff newport Bridgend, etc like a bunch of us meet up on friday in firestorm games friday evening um that's the best place to find like the local community most of us are narrative gamers but there's me and alex and a few others that are breaking the mold and taking nonsense it's uh so yeah if if you're in the that area that's the place to go firestorm games in cardiff
0: awesome and uh, alex any anything to add
2: yeah i mean uh, my quote unquote local gaming club is actually in Stratford, Upon Avon, up in up in the Midlands. That's where I went to uni. That's that's my club, The Scribes of War. So you know, shout out to them. I know there's there's probably a few people that you'd know more more than others. There's there's the infamous Tuggy, always knock, knocking around tournaments every now and then. And, and I know James has been doing a lot more with with the Honest War Gamer. But most tournaments throughout the UK, there's going to be at least one of us there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if if you're looking for just a, a friendly chap to speak to, they're all they're all top class. So big shout out to them and, and and all the support they do give to to the tournaments across the UK. I think it's I think it's really good good from them really so
0: and if people want to find you on twitter or instagram what's the best way
2: uh i am on instagram but i really don't use it so twitter's the best one it's at zh hammer um you'll find lots of uh lots of interesting tweets i'm sure on there so yeah it's uh probably most of them done at 3 and 4 a.m so uh yeah.
0: Brilliant. So, final questions. Mark, if you go, want to go first, then Alex, you want to prep your answers. If you could protect one thing about Age of Sigmar and never have it change, what would it be? And if you could only change one thing in Age of Sigmar and the rest of the game would never change, what would it
1: be? So, I quite like, at the moment, There's the, a lot of the tomes seem to be coming out quite quick, so the pace of change is really quick, and it just makes everything constantly changing and like quite exciting to be a part of. Like The new Slaves book just came out, and I'm like really excited diving into that. And even though they nerfed my nuggle demon printer a few days ago
2: i'm actually I mean, quite as excited. if you weren't expecting that
0: <laughs> i wasn't i genuinely wasn't
2: i thought it was going to be okay
0: i mean I they've know. taken
2: him they've taken him from like okay that's pretty strong but maybe if they change it from d3 to one it'd be all right too all right why would i ever use this guy's command ability let's change him to corn
1: <laughs> yeah I, I seem to be the only person in the uk who wasn't expecting that but anyway so but the, the pace of change is quite nice and now I've got to go through the book again and try and find something else. It's a nice little puzzle for me to to crack. So I'm quite keen for them to keep that up if they can. Like the pace of change has just been great. I've appreciated it. And if there's one thing I could change in AOS, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd change much at the moment. I actually think the game's in quite a good place. Am I allowed to say that? So the game is perfect. The game is perfect. I wouldn't change any part of it.
2: 15th of January, 2020, the game is perfect. Mark Brooks. You yeah, don't change this. anything. <laughs> <laughs> bold Quite shout. Enough. Bold so, shout. So, so, so stop the books. So you've just you've just said the books are great. Let's stop the books. Let's not change the game of no all. No more books. No more generals' handbooks. No more we, nothing.
1: In fact, no, could we rewind it to uh January
2: twelfth?
1: <laughs> <laughs> at that point, the game's perfect. In fact, one thing I could change. Yeah, could I have the noble demon prince back, please. <laughs> right, Alex.
2: What about you? So, uh which one do you want me to start with? Protect. Protect. One thing to keep. I really like. Okay, so when I was when I was painting, converting uh, this Griffin over the weekend, I, I was I was having a little bit of YouTube in just in the background, and one thing that came up was a couple of people still playing fantasy, which is which is great, you know, just slap that on, slap that on in the background. But one thing I did notice was that, and and remembered is that people can literally move models almost right up to touching each other without being in combat, and I I think that the the three inch rule that they've got in Age of Sigmar is. Probably one of the most underrated rules in the whole book. I mean, people say that the movement is is basically what wins and loses games. It's the phase that pretty much has the the, the least amount of damage unless you're a, a flame phoenix or, or your famous pterodons. Um, but, you know, that, that three-inch bubble, you can do that in in, in so many ways. within you, you can use that so many ways within your game. You know, you can block off an objective. If you've got a guy on an objective, you know that people have to drop out outside a nine means there's no way they're going to get on that objective just by dropping down. The fact that you can block combats, block spaces with it—it's—it's it's almost this this no man's zone around every single unit in the game that, that you know is so underutilized and so unappreciated, but actually wins and loses and decides games. So I think I think if anything is going to keep, it'd be that. Um, Moving on to the thing that that I would change uh, again, I saw a tweet over the weekend. Uh, I think it may be someone uh, down in Oz um, just about you know oh, are people actually using these terrain rules, uh, you know arcane, overgrown, whatever it might be, and 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 I think i think it was mentioned previously on the podcast before that it's it's one of the things that that someone loves about the game and i i love it i think the terrain rules are absolutely fantastic but the one thing i would change is actually have them being maybe a bit more impactful um not so impactful as realm spells where they are literally warping armies from side to side but there are some some ones like inspiring a sinister which only really come into play maybe once in every 20 games it's really something that that you know or or deadly how many how many times do you see things die to deadly nowadays well nowadays
0: it's completely change isn't it and it's almost you just it's irrelevant you know <laughs> all right i'll take d3 i'll take to get my to get my, to hard, get my well 40 preserved. my unit 40 yeah. through yeah
2: yeah or, or great i've taken d3 mortal wounds i've shrugged them off on a four and i've lost a wound Oh, cool! i can heal it probably somehow so things like that where you know i i think at the minute things like arcane things like commanding things like overgrown are strong and it's nice to have those in a game so you'd There's like to have
0: things- sort of 6 to 12 very very strong things that were serious contenders for uh, you know impacting the game.
2: Yeah, I don't think you need two tables. I don't think you need twelve. I think six is good. Maybe maybe six that get rotated in and out as General Handbook goes. I mean, you've seen that sort of with missions where they've they changed from one thing to another and then almost back again. Um, I think that's something that you could you could impact the game on that's that's fun and, and keeps with the changing nature of it, but is actually impactful. Um, and yeah, I mean, you've seen it with with tos where they where they're almost setting terrain. I think they did it at Bloodshed in the Shires. I think they're doing it here this weekend as well, where the the terrain rules are set. So you can take out that random element that that people might have a contention with. Um, So,
0: yeah. Yeah, one one thing you could do, especially if you were going to have... You could almost have, like, a power table and a, a... Normal table. If that makes sense. Like, uh, you have like, let's say there's eight pieces of terrain on the board. You say three of the pieces of terrain on this side of the board are gonna be, you know, some form of of random terrain. You know, maybe like minus one movement or you know, deadly that kind of thing. Whereas one of them is gonna be commanding. One of them is gonna be mi- um, mystical or arcane that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. So so that it reduces a little bit of the element of one side's got arcane, mystical, and commanding and another side's got like you know something really boring that and it's
2: deadly sinister overgrown and volcanic great yeah exactly i've got got four bits of volcanic four (laughs) Four (laughs) bits of
0: volcanic exactly yeah, um so maybe if you are going to increase the power of the table, then you need to increase some you need to introduce some sort of control measure to make sure it doesn't make one side of the table more powerful because anytime you up the power of a mechanic or a rule, you have to bear in mind the the wider impact in the game and the scenarios, don't you?
2: Yeah, and I think I think, you know, a lot of TOs now are starting to be less precious about the comp. Um, you know realm spells first done at blackout uh, a couple years ago realm spells they were they were massively impactful that weekend but then slowly 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 you know I, i i've not been to a tournament in about six months with realm spells maybe even more um with that actually in place so um you know, people are starting to comp it. I'm going to Sheffield Slaughter in a few few weeks, and that's that's having no realms at all, nothing from Alliance sorcery. And I think it's just great for To's to be able to put their own. It's it's a comp in there because then people can say, right, well, I'm either going to go to it or I'm not. You don't. There's so many other tournaments out there at the minute. You, you're going to find something that if you want to just play realm spells, there are tournaments out there that. You could go to that. You just play realm spells every month, um, and I think it's something that you know. If the tools are there, and someone wants a really, really balanced and competitive environment, the TO can make it that. Alternatively, if you want just a really simple weekend, everyone to have a bit of fun, then you, you don't have to play them at all. So I think that I think the mindset and the ethos of the community around it now, especially because um, I know there was a big divide about oh, are we using realm spells or are we not? Um, I think it's in a really good position to be able to put that imprint on there and. and you know, even just have tournaments throughout the year that are different. Awesome.
0: Well, the final thing I want to say to you guys is thank you for joining us and best of luck for the weekend.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And uh, the final thing I want to say uh, to everyone else listening, uh, this has been, I think, the 12th, I'm losing track, <laughs> going a little bit crazy, 12th Brotherhood mini that we've done. Uh, well, the 11th mini-soda, we did the kind of original uh, longer episode talking about team events in general with uh, with Laurie and Steve. I think we've done well over six, maybe nearly seven hours of content uh, talking about team events and lists and uh, yeah, it's been an, an absolute blast. I've, I've loved every single episode. Every team has had a different take. Some teams have been more similar than others. Some teams have been completely different. Uh, the lists have been my favorite bit, talking about the list and the ethos behind it. But really, it's been an absolute pleasure. So to, to everyone... Who has taken part in this little little mini mini sewed series? Thank you very much, and to the captains who have dm to me on twitter uh, offering their their time thank you uh, for that and sorry if we didn 't manage to to squeeze you in obviously uh, with um, we wanted to do the the episodes after the lists were out, so uh, we only had a certain amount of time with annoyingly my, my real life job getting in the way of, of editing and recording uh, so yeah a, a massive shout out and thank you for everyone who has been involved and also to everyone that sent me you know messages on Twitter and retweeted and, and spread the word and, and sent, sent kind things if, if you have enjoyed it a, little, a cheeky request from me if you have enjoyed it obviously we are only 12 episodes into an incredibly new podcast if you have enjoyed what you've been listening um, to then feel free to jump on iTunes uh, and give us a rate I, I don't like to kind of review beg uh, too much but if you do leave a, a review on iTunes and a little a few little words on, on what you think of the podcast then that does help spread the words to other hobbyists or if you just want to retweet us when we do episode uh, announcements on twitter that's also appreciated that, that kind of thing really helps spread the priority role word out, out about in in the space and if um if people ask you for podcast recommendations then if, if you do think we're worth a recommend uh, then uh, feel free to, to do that so um and then lastly with brotherhood um clearly we will hope to get a a team interview with either just the captain of the winning team or indeed potentially six whole episodes talking about the, the lists of the winning teams in in huge amount of details because once the episode uh, once the event's over that's uh you know no need to hide all your secrets uh, so we can talk about, talk about the lists as well. Uh, once that's over, we will be generating more content about Age of Sigmar, uh, about uh, events, about lists, uh, and all that jazz. So if you have an idea for an episode, if, if it, it could be about a certain battle tone, about a certain list, or it could just be about a concept, about you know maybe something like target priority or deployment. You want to hear... Uh, someone talk about that, and if you want to talk about that yourself, then then hit me up. If you think you'd like to hear someone else talk about that, then uh, then fire me through your recommendations. Or indeed, if you just want to say, hey, um, if you could do a podcast on this, it'd be super mega. I'd love to hear hear about it. Then we'll see. Then we'll see what we can do. Uh, so, gents, sorry to sorry to steal your limelight. This is the you know this is your episode. Sorry to steal the limelight a little bit there with a bit of a shout out from myself. But uh, yeah, thank you for your
2: time. No, thank you very much. And I think as the people with the last spot, I think on behalf of everyone who's probably been listening along, just want to say thank you very much for the effort you have put in it's it's a couple episodes every day it's it's nice on the way to and from work to listen to them so no it's uh it hasn't gone unnoticed i don't think i think a lot of people are are talking about them so
0: i just (laughs) the problem is i love warhammer you know and i just love i love talking (laughs) about warhammer (laughs) so you know it's it's always an absolute (laughs) pleasure to to talk about the game uh with other people who who share that passion brilliant right on to Brotherhood 2020, you know, mere moments away. So to all the teams out there attending, uh, very best of luck for the weekend. And only one person, only one team will be list, lifting that trophy, uh, the, the gold and first place trophy at the end of the event. So who that will be is yet to be seen. Uh, and I'm sure some incredibly exciting times out there over the weekend ahead thanks for listening to priority roll if you want to get in touch with us we're at priority roll on both twitter and instagram you can send us an email priority roll podcast at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash priority roll and leave us a voice message if you want to leave us some feedback we're always looking to improve or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows then feel free to get in contact with us we'd love to hear from you until next time thanks for listening
2: to priority roll